everybody, and this is Gerard Fox on The Verdict is In. And if you're not feeling good about yourself, remember, we feel good about you. Also, this is brought to you by Gerard Fox Law, a bi-coastal litigation arbitration mediation firm with some of the best trial lawyers, diverse, and we're special. Give us a call. Look us up. Look us up, www.gerardfoxlaw.com. Now, I have always pledged to all of my listeners, all of you in different countries, that this is not going to have a subscription fee, so it's out there for everybody of every economic strata, and you can listen for free. This is knowledge coming to you by smart people, and I promised I'd get better and better guests so you're not stuck eating the pablum fed to you by politicians and corporations that don't really have your best interest in mind. These are smart people. You're going to learn and grow. You're going to learn and grow. And I have Jeffrey Hazlitt. Man, this dude is very accomplished, and you're lucky to have his time. So am I. Jeffrey is a primetime television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlitt and Executive Perspectives on C-Suite TV. You should check out C-Suite TV. It's awesome. And a business podcast host called The Hero Factor. We all love heroes, don't we? And a podcast of his own on C-Suite Radio, just like I have one. He is a global business celebrity speaker, best-selling author, chairman of the C-Suite Network, which, by the way, been in many marketing groups many self-help groups. This is the best in the world, in the country. I fell into it by accident. It has been the best thing that happened to me. These people bring the best out, CEOs and leaders, and help you grow, both as a person and your company. He is C-Suite Network is the home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders. Hazlitt is well-traveled public speaker. Yes, he is. He speaks everywhere. Former Fortune 100 CMO and author of numerous best-selling business books, including, get ready for this list, you got to get on Amazon and order one of these, The Hero Factor, How Great Leaders Transform Organizations and Create Winning Cultures, Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless, Running the Gauntlet, and The Mirror Test. Now, get one of those books and grow some more. Hazlitt is one of the most compelling figures in business today and is in five business hall of fames. Wow. Hall of Fame, man including Speaker Hall of Fame, Sales and Marketing Executives Hall of Fame, Business Marketing Hall of Fame, Direct Marketing Hall of Fame, Industry Award of Distinction from the National Association of Quick Printers. Now, you could spend a lifetime trying to get one of those awards. This man has gotten several of them. As a leading business expert, Hazlitt is frequently cited in Forbes, Success, Mashable, Marketing Week, and Chief Executive, among many others. He shares his executive insight and commentary on television networks like Bloomberg, MSNBC, Fox Business, and C-Suite TV. Hazlitt is a former Bloomberg contributing editor and primetime host and has appeared as a guest celebrity judge on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump for three seasons. He is a turnaround architect of the highest order, a maverick marketer, and a C-Suite executive who delivers scalable campaigns, embraces traditional modes of customer engagement, possesses a remarkable cachet of mentorship, corporate governance, and brand building. And for those of you who are not liking Donald Trump, just understand that Jeff Hazlitt helps everybody, minorities, inner city businesses. His footprint is diverse, and he doesn't judge anyone. And Jeff, thank you. It is an honor to have you on the show. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. And by the way, thanks for having one of our top shows on C-Suite Radio, you know, the world's largest podcast network. It's great to have you. You know, uh, some people don't like attorneys, but you do a really good job and people really love you. And you got, you know, so many people that are following you. And it's just wonderful to have that and your perspective on things. So thanks for being a part of C-Suite Radio. 
Well, I appreciate that, but this is the non-lawyer part of me. I love, I, look, I woke up one day and I realized that all of the crap that was being sold by politicians and media and even some corporations, and I wanted people to start to grow and think for themselves. How do you do that? You bring smart people like you into their life and they listen for 25, 30 minutes on a walk and suddenly they know more than they did when they, before they listened. So Jeff, what is your professional background? Let's give the audience some perspective. You know, I've, I've bought and sold over 250 companies in my career. I serve on about 14 corporate boards today. I've been a Fortune 100 uh, CMO. I used to work at Eastman Kodak, which you mentioned a little bit. And, you know, I've just done a lot of different things. But, you know, if you ask me what I, what has I really done, I'm, I'm a sales guy. I'm a marketing guy. Um, that's what I've always done is, uh, is really that. I love to sell things. I love to promote things. I like to figure out how to do it. I like to solve people's problems, so to speak. You know, so my I'm from South Dakota, which is mostly for most people. But when we used to fly, it was a flyover state. But I'm from, uh, you know, we just hit 800,000 people on our census, on the census. Can you believe that, Gerald? 800,000 people. I can believe that because you know what? Look, the people people are moving out of these cement cities, these big cities, and they want they want to be around nature and they want to be able to think for themselves. And South Dakota has got clear air and clear thinking. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm looking outside the sky right now. And uh, just as you were doing the intro, a bald eagle flew by my window. Uh, absolutely beautiful. And, you know, we can talk about it some other time. But, you know, there there once was a time that people used to live in communities before industrial farming and industrial fishing. And this world was a very beautiful place. People were in tune with nature. And I have many guests who come on and talk about that. And we sit, and by the way, when we sit here talking, I have this big pole that's in my yard. I have a, a yard that's about 40 acres because I live out in the country and I live along the river. And a golden eagle just flew and landed on top of the pole right when we were saying that. It's amazing. Well, you're a lucky man because, you know, a lot of people haven't seen a bald eagle in their entire life. Now, Jeff, I want to ask you an important question. You know, when you're running a corporation today, there's a lot of challenges. First of all, when do you bring your employees back because of the pandemic? And what about those that are a little bit nervous and don't want to come back or weren't vaccinated? Secondly, you know, you, you can't just have token diversity. You, you, you need to be an inclusive company now and you need to make your culture comfortable for the people that you're bringing in. And you need to know what your company stood for to begin with and not let anybody in any you know, cancel culture is a door that swings all kinds of ways. It's not just one way. And, and really, you, you, you've got to stand for something you believe in and then hold your ground. Now, those are a lot of challenges out there um, for a corporate leader who has to use their words that they choose and anything that they advertise or put online very carefully. Do you have any advice for today's corporate leaders? Because, man, that is a you better really have your act together. You can't just throw some stuff up there. No, I think the first thing is you got to have values. You got to have a set of values that you live by and, and your employees and the team needs to know what those values are. And, you, and with values, you can't just say them, you got to live them. And so that's one. And, and I, I, wherever I talk to executives, first of all, I, I, I always ask them about values. What do they have? What are they doing? What are they following? What do they stand for? Because that tells me whether I want to hang out with them or be with them or do business with them. The, the next piece is how are we being communicating those to the employees so that everybody understands, the team understands, because, you know, this question about when do you go back on the office? How do you go? We just had a conversation about that the other day with my team. 
you know, our whole team gets together because we're now working in the office and somebody asked about when do you think it's going to be? I said, well, what do you think? And, and I said, these are hard decisions because they can be, quite frankly, for the C-suite. The decisions we make about health care, decisions we make about going back in the office could have life and death consequences. We, we have to keep that in mind. And so and I don't think most CEOs, most C-suite people have thought about it like that. But now this year has made us think about that. So, you know, one is to be able to have the values and know what they are. The second and live by them. This, the second is then communicating. And the third piece, I think, is we have to be transparent as leaders. You have to be really transparent. You know, I, I, in that conversation, they said, Jeff, how? what's the decision? I said, I don't know. I'm figuring this up as I go as with you, with the rest of you. But but here's what guides me in those things. And here's the things I look at. So so about getting back to the office, I look at, well, what's our, you know, here we are in South Dakota and we have our office here and we've got people remote all over the country. But our, we closed our New York office down during this pandemic and um, people work from home. And then our South Dakota, which is our main office, our back end, uh, all of our back end is there. Uh, we send everybody home. And now we've gone back to a schedule where people, you know, we're alternating days, going back into the office, so many people, so many people, because of our, we have a high vaccination rate, very high. We're now over 50% in our state. And then we, we the, the cases are going down, okay, way down in the state of South Dakota. There might be, I think, 1,500 cases, active cases right now in the whole state. So we've done a really good job with that, which, you know, in South Dakota, listen, uh, we, we've been practicing phys- uh, physical distancing since 1889. So we know what it's like to stay away from people. But, um, you know, but there are things I look at and I'm, I'm just transparent with everybody about it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and you just have those kinds of conversations. What happens if somebody gets really sick? Well, we've had some people who've gotten COVID and luckily they haven't gotten really, really sick. But what happens if that happens? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. What's that mean? We're not going to throw people on the street. We're not going to stop their employment. We wouldn't do that. Uh, but we have to address it. Like, how do we deal with it as a business? And, you know, and um, and we've had those kind of hard conversations from time to time, Gerald. Well, we, we just said, you know, like I, like we had to make some changes in the business and and then somebody said, I don't like that. And I said, well, okay, how many of you don't like it? A lot of people raised their hands on one of our calls. I said, okay, then let's just figure out what the unemployment rate is for the country. Everybody know what that is. And they yelled it out. I said, yep, that's it. Now, That's eight of you on this call. So here's what I want you to do. I want all of you right now, get a piece of paper and a pen, and you're going to send me this tonight. Who are the eight people we're going to let go tomorrow? You know, and they they said, well, that's not fair. I said, I know it's not fair, but these are decisions that I have to make sometimes. Now, I, I made a different decision, so I wouldn't have to do that. But if you don't like what we're doing, if you don't like how we're going to make our cuts or whatever, then I'm forced to eliminate eight positions. And that's not cool, uh, but I'll do it if that's what you guys don't want to do. If you, you know, so, and then he said, well, that's not what we want to do. I said, then great. This is the choices we have to make. And, and, you know, and I think that's a great way of being transparent with people. Yeah, I think it is. You know, in our firm, we're a very high leverage trial firm. So people bring us in because if the case goes to trial, we're exceptional and they want the other side to know that. But trials haven't been there hasn't been a trial in a year and a half, really for civil trials following criminal trials. There's been a few. We saw one very big one nationally televised. But the truth of the matter is I had to be and I think I've kept my team together because of transparency. I came to them after, you know, we burned off our work eight months in and said, uh, you know, hey, um, we're going to have to either let some of you go or cut all, all salaries. I'll cut mine first. You know, let's vote on it. And, and they voted on it and they've been very loyal and very happy. 
But that transparency, that word transparency is huge. Now, Jeff, tell us why you started the C-Suite Network and what it offers your members. And by the way, I should say, this is a great organization. No matter what Jeff says, he's underselling it. Uh, well, thank you very much. You know, it, I, you know I, want, I knew that as we started moving more and more digital, one of the things we have to do is find a way to be able to trust one another and know who's who and, and how we get together. So I wanted a place for trusted executives to be able to come. That's it. That's all. Just, to, you know, I knew what the value was when I got into a room with other executives who were like me or similar to me of similar size, of similar roles, of the same geography or the same industry. And so I wanted a place where we could create a trusted community of executives where they could grow their business using their content, grow their lives, grow their reach, grow their influence. And that's really what it's about. So so for us, it's a great place to have a community, a good place to have where we can get together with one another and network. It's a great place to great get, grab great content through CCTV, C-Suite Radio, like your show, and uh, C-Suite Book Club, you know, and all that we do. And then we gather on a regular basis, you know, during before the pandemic, we were doing it probably 80, 90 times a year. Now we're doing it over 300 times a year, doing them all virtual. And of course, we'll go back to face to face in person meetings. And then last but not least, it's a great place to go and connect for services. You know, I need to publish a book, do a podcast, uh, do a TV show, um, you know, put out a blog or I need this. I need um, I need this service or that service, SEO service. And so we have all those people that we can refer to or, or they need a great, great attorney like you and so, you know, or or, you know, um, a, a health care provider or a broker. I mean, th- these are all the things that we kind of connect with and it makes it fun. So our the C-Suite Network is a place to come and get some education some motivation, some inspiration, and a chance at monetization, but you got to get engaged. And that's really what the group's all about. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, and this is me, and I'm going to attest to this group. Now, I've been in many marketing groups. The people here are comfortable in their skin. In other words, they're very self-aware and they're very self-confident and yet humble. Their stories are amazingly successful in every walk of their life, not just business. And they have many businesses that they run. So this organization has collected a group of very special human beings from every race, every sexual orientation, every state and union, all who respect, underscore that, in today's world, there's not a lot of that, respect one another, care for one another, and help one another. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal network. If you're out there, you own a company you haven't joined, you're doing a disservice to your business. Yeah, well, thank you, Gerald, and we appreciate it. You know, we ask everybody to come and to share, to learn, to cheer, and now certainly with COVID care, and that's a big piece of what we're doing and how we do it. And so, you know, we ask everybody that comes in the network, as you well know, because you've been to many of our meetings, we open the meetings and say, hey, what is your give? And some of the new people go, what do you mean? Well, in order to get, you got to give. So we ask everybody to come with gifts. And so at the beginning of the meeting, everybody's in the chat room as we come on this Zoom. And there could be there could be literally 30 people. There could be 300. There could be 3,000 in the room. And, and then you're watching this thing of all these shares and everybody's throwing in their shares. Like, I'll give you, listen, I, uh, I'm, you know, I, I run this business, the software business, but I'm really good at, at user interfaces. I can give you uh, an hour with my team on user interfaces or or they're a coach and they say, hey, I'll give a free hour or um, it's Scotty Vest uh, from from uh, Scotty Vest who has travel clothing and he'll give he'll give us he'll give 
a hundred dollars off of, you know, 200 hour purchase or whatever. I mean, it's amazing what we see. And those are all Gibbs. Those are all Gibbs. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I would encourage our listeners to check out C-Suite. Now, Jeff, you recently launched C-Suite Legal. And of course, you know, that's, that's, you know, when I started this podcast, I had lawyers on who shared my view that you had to be value oriented, not billing oriented. That had to be first. Did I add value to the client's business? Not how many hours did I bill? Uh, and C-suite legal sounds very interesting. So tell me about it. It's, a, it's just a way it. for yeah, way for you know. Not everybody knows what they need to know or or knows what they need at the time. So what we've done is prevent. We've we've teamed with some attorneys, and we've teamed with some professionals to be able to get ready for what you might need when you need it. And so they've got a tiered program that you can sign up for. And what's really cool is we've got George Brunt and a number of attorneys who used to be Fortune Ten chief legal officers. And he's a fortune 10 at four different companies. And, and, you know, for a small investment, you get the opportunity to be able to know what's going on, you know, or to pick their brain and get that information and to get that counsel. And that's really what it's about. You know, our group isn't here to do what I would call um, advice. Our group is full of people who will give you counsel and counsel means they've done it before. They've been there before. Yes. Uh, know what it's like. And that's what, yeah. that's what's really helpful. Yeah, I, when I uh, was early in my career, I had a client who came to the tape recorder and he recorded every every one of our meetings where I like to really explain to my clients, because litigation is a very foreign concept, what is discovery? You know, wh- why are we doing this next step? How long does it take to get to trial? Why would you take depositions? What's the cost of depositions? What's a leverage point in a piece of litigation? All of those things. And I wrote a book called Sue the Bastards. When I started the pod, it was very well received. Great, by, by the way, just a great title. Great and, title. Well, that was the publisher who came up with it, I must say. Um, and then, um, you know, when I started, I put on probably 12 lawyers who explained their field so that people could understand how to use them. And I got beautiful emails thanking me because a lot of people said, I wish I had read that before, before I hired a divorce lawyer, because I should have gone to that divorce lawyer and at least gotten a referral. But, you know... Um, uh, C-suite legal sounds awesome. People should also check that out. Now, why should uh, the members there invest in monthly legal protection? Because someone might ask you that question. Well, you want somebody when you want them to have some affinity with your business and understand what who you are and what you do. I mean, when I call when I call and use them and I use them, I want them to know what we're about all the time. So I'm not having to reinvent the wheel, find a new attorney for this or a new attorney for that. And you want somebody that has domain knowledge that understands that. So if I'm starting as I do, uh, I start lots of new companies and I start lots of different entities. So I put each, if I do an investment property, I put that into a separate LLC as opposed to this one or that one, because I like to keep them all separate I run different P&Ls. So I might as well run different kinds of companies. Well, I want them to understand. And then I don't have to reinvent the wheel. And then if I need somebody that's more experienced, like a you know trial lawyer, well, then I can go to somebody like yourself. And so you, you want to have some domain knowledge. So that's, that's what's important to be able to have that. And it's like an insurance policy too, to some extent. I mean, you pay you're paying a little bit each month, but what you're doing is you're really having someone on retainer for you at all times. Yeah, like a general counsel who could say, right. "Okay, hey, we need a tax guy on this. Let's let's talk to this person." Now, what do you see as the future of this amazing network? Amazing network called C Suite. 
Well, as we get more and more digital, and COVID's taught us that, you know, days became weeks, weeks became months, months became years. And so for all of us, we're starting to make the shift in our businesses to understand we've got to be more digital. Now, and our business is going to change, and a lot of that's still going to change. I mean, restaurants won't be the same. You know, fast food restaurants, certainly not going to be the same. Imagine, you know, the McDonald's box that you've seen in the past or the Burger King box shrink down to 12 foot wide and a long strip with two different car lines on either side, you know, because they'll be, be, because most people will be doing really drive through. They'll never go back in and sit in the lobby again, like they used to. They just won't happen. It just, those things will go away and we've learned. So, so I, what we see for the way in which we do business is to show people what the possibilities can be for the business of the future and where they need to go and then give them the tools to be able to help them. And we see it in every single community. You know, there's going to be millions of podcasters, millions, like today, there's 2 million in the country. There'll be tens of that or hundreds of that. And the same thing goes with TV shows. The same goes things with go with content. So we need to have a trusted community where people can utilize their content to be able to grow their business, grow their influence, grow their reach, and of course grow their lives. Yeah, well I, I will tell you that there is an inner culture of C suite that maybe you haven't even tapped into yet. But I'm going to tell you that the people here are not just successful, but they're thoughtful. And then that's a rare quality. In other words, they want to impact the imprint of their communities. They want to make their communities better. They're not censorship czars who are trying to make everyone think like them. They are rather interested in things like human trafficking and how do you stop it. Homelessness. Can we build more of those tiny homes? And who who around here is going to be building those tiny homes so that people can have respect and dignity? What about the inner city? What businesses are we going to bring into the city to raise all boats? Now, there are tons of people in C-suite who talk about these issues and talk about the importance that when a business is in a community, that it, it invests in the community and the betterment of the community, not the single focused impressions political or otherwise, of the owner, but rather the it becomes a mirror of the community they're around. And they want to make that community, like a garden in your backyard, look beautiful and bear fruit. I look high and low for business leaders like that. And in C-suite, I'd say 98% of them are like that, and they're moving in that direction. They're doing, I could sit here and do a roll call, and, and I don't want to embarrass people, amazing things to make the world better on their own not waiting for a piece of legislation or their candidate to get elected or for a corporation to think for them in a commercial. They're out there in the community, feeling it, seeing it, understanding what's important and, and helping. And, and, and I think that C-suite and its, its members are going to do amazing things, like amazing things as a group and inspire each other. Well, thank you. And I, that's what we're seeing, and it continues to multiply. And it's just by attracting good people. I mean, in order to have good things happen, you got to have great people. And we've got great people that really rise to it. And then you, and, and then with that, you need to be able to say these are the conditions of satisfaction for being a part of the organization and being part of the community. And I think we do a good job in the C-suite network of that, just like we do this a, a, a good job on the content around C-Suite Radio, and that's the reason why we've become the world's largest business podcast network already. Yeah. Now, if, if, if a person's listening and they go, wow, this C-Suite sounds amazing. I want to learn about it. Let's stop there. Where, where do they go? Where, where, where do Just, they go? 
Well, you can find us anywhere on social media just by you know typing in C hyphen Suite S U I T E Network. That's it, C Suite Network, and you go find us on dot com or or you can find us anywhere on any social media or reach out to me, Jeffrey Hazlett, H A Y Z L E T T Jeffrey uh, dot Hazlett at csuitenetwork.com, c-suitenetwork.com, and write to us. You know, we'll, we'll be glad to help you. And there's an amazing woman that's behind this whole story called Trisha Ben, oh, um, yeah. who, who uh, you know, is the glue that holds everyone together. Um, there's lots of people who, once you kind of, you know, enter the planet of C-Suite, will reach out, guide you, talk to you, check in on you, make sure you're good. Well, we have a, we have a concierge, you know what I mean by that? We have somebody, just like in the C-suite, you've got somebody that takes care of you. So that's a great way of being able to describe it. Isn't that awesome? And if you're a business owner, don't you want to join an organization with a concierge that says, hey, this is how we can help you? Now, there's also something very special called the Hero Club. How did that come about and how did you form it? Well, the Hero Club came about from a guy by the name of Rob Ryan who sold his business uh, numerous years ago, back in 1996, for $20.4 billion. He Ascend Communications, well-documented. You can go read it. When he sold his business, he set aside a percentage of the company for all the employees. Now, uh, it was amazing. He didn't have to. He just decided this was the right thing to do. And it made the single largest number of millionaires ever created in one day. That that has never been broken since that time period. And one of the biggest transactions, the bigger, bigger transaction than that was, of course, uh, Microsoft buying uh, LinkedIn for $24 billion. So that, that topped it. But that record held for 17 years. And all these people would run up to, to Rob and say, hey, uh, to Rob Ryan, the chairman of the company, or Mrs. Ryan, Terry, uh, would run up to her because she was chief legal officer and would say, hey, Mr. Ryan, uh, you don't know me, but I'm the night watchman and I can send my kids to college. You're my hero. Or, uh, you know, the, the janitor would you know, say, hey, my, my mother-in-law's got cancer. I can pay for the operation. She's going to live. And these were and they were you're my hero. Well, they didn't feel like heroes, but they, they said, geez, what can we do? to help other people get to this level and show them what we did. Cause we're not, we're no special than anybody else. We just live our values and this is what we got to do. We put people above profits and nonetheless, they started a group and created a mastermind called the hero group, the hero club. And they were running it for a while, but can never get it to the level that like we were doing with the C-suite network. And they saw what we were doing and came to us and said, Hey, we want you to take this over. And we took it over. And now we got hundreds of members and we brought it in and it's for CEOs or owners or partners of companies who live their values. You're one of those members. Yes, and I'll tell you, to be an, a member of the Hero Club, you've got to come into C-Suite, show that you're contributing to, to C-Suite. And, you know, I put a number of people from C-Suite on my podcast. And, and giving to society, well, this is a free give. It's information for everyone who's listening. But most important, once you're in that group, I mean, they're going to go to bed at night thinking how they can improve your company like in a way that you have never seen in your entire life and the benefits. And you'll think, go to bed thinking about how you can improve all their companies because that's what they do. And by the way, improve the world. And, you know, we started this podcast in a very special way. Jeffrey didn't really know that he started it in a special way, but we all had a view through his thoughtful words of a pole and an American bald eagle landing. And I think that's a beautiful way to end this segment. And I want to remember, remind all the listeners. This is our country, it's not Donald Trump's country or Joe Biden's country. They're just two human beings, right? But it's our country, all the people, we the people. In our communities, it starts with us. It's the role models that we are. 
It's our leadership. It's our commitment to people who are less fortunate. We don't have to follow what's in vogue or on TV or the media. We don't have to be angry ranters. What we do need to be is healthy contributors to this beautiful country of ours, the United States of America. And Jeffrey, you are an amazing person. You're humble today. Join the C-Suite Network if you own a company, and you'll be glad you did. Jeffrey, thank you for being a guest. Thank you, and and I couldn't say it better than that. Everybody's got to pull their weight, and we all got to help in. This is one of the greatest countries in the world, and the greatest country in the world, and the way we make it even better is by all of us getting this country back on its feet in the direction it needs to go, and we do that together. Everyone, regardless of your color, regardless of your, your sexual orientation, regardless of your position in life, that's we all have a role to play. Let's go play it. Yep. All right, man. Everyone have a great week. This guy is amazing. Join C-Suite Network. You'll be happy. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.